Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart a devotional written specifically for homeschool moms. If you've read The Unhurried Homeschooler and enjoyed it, I really wanna encourage you to check out the four-hour school day because it's like an expanded version of The Unhurried Homeschooler. You can find all three of those books at Amazon. You can find them at my website, dorendawilson.com, and you can find The Four-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the two places that I mentioned. I also want to let you know that I have an online mentoring course. And in this budget-friendly mentoring course, I encourage moms to simplify, slow down, and enjoy their homeschool days with confidence and courage. This online mentoring course will include workshops that help moms grasp what unhurried homeschooling looks like during each of their children's developmental stages, along with lists of resources that I've found helpful over the years. The videos can be watched whenever it works for you. The course also includes extra workshops on mom self-care and nurturing your marriage throughout the homeschool years. I really encourage you to check that out. I'll leave a link in the show notes, or you can just go to theunhurriedhomeschooler.thinkific.com. Today, we're going to be talking about the benefits of a gap year program for your graduate. A gap year is time taken off from school in exchange for experiences. Uh, Many students plan to head for college after this, but not everyone does. Today, I have a guest with us to talk uh, with us about the gap year program at Summit Ministries in Colorado. And so just to give you a little background on our guest, uh, Trip Almond joined Summit in 2018 and serves as the director of programs. He relocated to the great state of Colorado with his wife, Megan, and their kids, Neely and Rogan, from the little town of Noonan, Georgia, just south of Atlanta. Trip's passion for educating students in the areas of Christian theology, worldview, and apologetics grew in large part from growing up in a Christian home and then struggling profoundly with the tidal wave of cultural ideas that engulfed him as he entered a secular university. Thankfully, his experience taught him that Christianity not only stands in the marketplace of ideas, it soars. Before joining Summit, Tripp, a former elite gymnast, uh, coached gymnastics for more than two decades and served as a pastor for 10 years. He and his family love the outdoors and adventure sports particularly off-road motorcycling. Tripp is also a rally car co-driver with Almond Brothers Racing Team, 2017 champions of the NASA Rally Atlantic Cup Series. Wow. Tripp, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be with you and your listeners today. I'm really excited that you're here too. I'd love for you to just start out by telling us a bit of your story, how you came to work with Summit Ministries, and then give us some insight into what you and Summit do. Yeah, I would love to. Part of it was there in the bio that you read. Um, And so to to sum that back up, I, I was born into a Christian family, grew up going to church, uh, looking back, I can see that I had a fairly legalistic upbringing. 
Uh, and I, I was a good kid, so I played it right into the legalism. I was a great little Pharisee. And by the time I got, I was a junior, senior in high school, I started having lots of questions. Mm. Um, questions uh, about all kinds of things, uh, hypocrisy within the church, but then also, you know, philosophical and historical sorts of questions. And so I did what I thought I was supposed to do. I asked questions of some of my Christian friends and leaders. And unfortunately, I just didn't get the answers I was seeking. Mm. And I learned from my from my Christian culture, at least, that, you know, I just needed to have more faith. <laughs> now, I wasn't really sure what that meant. I'm not really, I'm, I'm not sure that I do at this point either, um, <laughs> as far as what they meant. But right. I, you know, I just uh, pursed my lips and closed my eyes really tightly and compartmentalized and tried not to let my faith escape me. Mm. And, uh, and that continued, I think, while I lived in my Christian bubble anyway, uh, that, that worked really well. I'm really good at compartmentalizing. And then I left my Christian bubble and stepped onto the university campus and my questions were not helped. Mm. Well, in in the negative sense, they were helped, I guess. It was my first two years of college, uh, struggling even more, that I stumbled by God's grace into a realm of study called Christian apologetics. Now, up until this point, I did not realize that Christians thought. <laughs> And and I and I began to learn. Not only do at least some of them think, a lot of them think, uh, they think very very well. And it, it was, I guess, during that time, I I really came to believe that Christianity is actually true. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, I knew that I was a Christian because I was born into it. Like I, I didn't know any better. That's that's really what started off all of my questions. But I came to the conclusion Christianity is true. It means it. It fits the story of the world. It matches up with reality. And so it was during college when I decided, man, I I don't want other students, uh, young people to grow up as frustrated as I was because I also saw lots of my friends falling to the wayside, um, you know, renouncing their Christianity, walking away from their faith, living extremely rebellious lives. And I said, I, man, I want to commit my life to creating environments where students can feel the freedom to ask questions and pursue truth because I'm convinced that truth will ultimately lead us to the person of truth and, and his name is Jesus. And mm-hmm. so that that really, that idea shaped the trajectory of the rest of my life. At the time I was coaching gymnastics, I simply saw that as my pastoral outlet. And uh, I, you know, I, I like the sport of gymnastics. I was really good coaching the sport of gymnastics, but I was that was my outlet, mm-hmm. I guess. That was my pastoral <laughs> outlet. So that that job eventually shifted into working more with a church, a local church there in Noonan, Georgia, as you mentioned. Continued pastoring for about 10 years. And as I started getting further and further away from students, I had to reevaluate, wait a minute, my my goal and certainly the way that I'm gifted, uh, I, I need to be around students. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I become I became more and more disenchanted with just education in general as as I had kids and uh, just sending them off to school and, and and them not being educated in a holistic sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, maybe I'll get on my education soapbox hey, you go later. For but it. You, this is the right audience for that, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, 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 good. It's I mean, the thing is, modern day mass institutionalized education is just too shallow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it seems to be all about information transfer, right. and that's that's just not enough. It's not. No. Uh, how, 
how do we, you know, how do we think, how do we process this, this information? And even still, that's only the surface of education. Right, right. Um, and so I love the word you use too, holistic, just that yes. when we educate our kids, we are, we are educating the whole person. And I think that's something that it can't, I mean, the, the public school, traditional school cannot rival that kind of environment where the whole child is being nurtured and grown and able to ask the questions. You know, um, later on this month, I have a couple of podcasts that I did with uh, Elizabeth Urbanowitz from Foundation mm-hmm. Worldview talking about starting these simple apologetics from age four to eight. And then uh, another pod- episode we're talking about ages eight to 12. So really starting this way early on. Um, but as you, mm-hmm. you know, as you, as has been your experience and, and we've seen this, we know this, um, uh, if you've got older kids, you know this. You just you just know that as they get older, even there are more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, they become more complex in their thinking, and um, and and we want them to be thinking believers, like you were saying. You know, and I, the, the whole idea of you know you just need to have more faith sounds kind of like an out for actually thinking yes. rather than and that yes. may not be what they meant, but you know, right. it's, it's something that just basically uh, doesn't give you the answers. It, it doesn't really take you anywhere um, solid. It's just, well, you just have to believe and, you know, but you could, you could use that statement for, for anything outside of Christianity as well, but we want our kids to be grounded in biblical truth. And so, um, so I love mm-hmm. that you have this passion for young people because yeah. it's yeah. so needed. And that's, that, that, that's exactly what brought me to Summit. By the way, I, I met Elizabeth um, just a few months ago and I, I think she's doing fantastic work. She so I'm really glad you're going to have her yes. on your on your podcast mm-hmm. coming up. That's mm-hmm. that's wonderful. Well, this this combination of you know my desire to, and my gifting to be with students providing these sorts of environments and cu- coupled with my disenchantment of, education really mm-hmm. is what led me to Summit Ministries mm-hmm. um, and and their gap year program. So my wife and I started dreaming. First of all, we, we started dreaming, okay, what, what can we do given our gifts and talents and passions? How can we be most effective for the kingdom? So we started dreaming up this idea. What if we could do something you know, more extensive than just like camps, but not a full-blown school, but something where we could really get at the education, especially for students that are in this transitional period from being in their parents' home to right. being independent, responsible adults. Mm-hmm. This is when we see so much, you know, transformative yes. um, opportunities. And, and that's just what, it's just what happens. I think back to my own college experience and my friends. Well, as we were dreaming, I got in some conversations with Summit Ministries and uh, uh, telling them some of my my plan. And they said, well, you, you know about Summit's semester program, right? I'm like, no, what's that? They said, well, it's the thing that you just described and we're looking for a director. So, oh, wow. so this dream that we, that we thought was a 10 or 15 year plan, um, it really already existed within, under the umbrella of an organization that we mm-hmm. knew and loved mm-hmm. and trusted. My wife was already on faculty with Summit doing their summer conferences. And so, um, yeah, within a month I said yes to that job and we moved our family to Colorado to run what was a single semester program and is now expanding to a full gap year program uh, for starting fall of 2023 and then spring of 24. Okay. So, so you run Summit's gap year program and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know that listeners have heard that word a lot and I, I described briefly what it is, but help us understand what it really is. Maybe a broader explanation. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, well, there are a range of programs that call themselves you know, 
gap year right, programs. Right. But the the idea is, as you mentioned at the beginning, is to take a break from this traditional path of education uh, for more experiential kind of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now gap year program typically typically a gap year is in that transitional period between high school and college, mm-hmm. but not necessarily. Right. Uh, it could be during it's it is typically for college aged students, uh, but it could be taking a break from from college, from university, sometimes even post grad. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and then before they really dive into the working world to gain some experience to further their education. Um, programs have have ranged from uh, you know work oriented, missions oriented, uh, travel. Sports uh, is a is a big one. So gap years have been extremely popular in Europe for for quite a while, and they're gaining popularity in the United States over the last decade. Mm-hmm. And I think really an explosion of gap year programs have come on the scene even since since 2020, since right. COVID, when mm-hmm. parents had the opportunity, yes. I guess, yes. to, <laughs> to to see what their students were really being exposed to, mm-hmm. you know, through public education, and thinking, wow, this is well, they realize, I guess, that it's, this is just too shallow or it's even, you know, a, against what we think is the nature of reality. Right. And we need something else. And um, just just the, the rise in popularity of non-traditional schooling s- settings have been on an upt- uptick. And so, uh, yeah, so that's kind of a, a gap year program. Um, again, they range. Ours, the one that I run, is a little more academic mm-hmm. in nature, but when we think of academics or education, it is that holistic sort of right. education. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, I just want to just chime in here and say that my uh, niece, Hannah, she went to Summit and absolutely loved it. Actually, I think she's been back a couple times to help out as well. And um, I just saw, she was a wonderful girl to start with, but I just saw the maturity in her just explode after going to this gap year program and just participating in what Summit had to offer. And uh, I mean, that is, that is one solid girl, let me tell you. (laughs) And, you know, she's like, 23 right now. And I just think, my goodness, how God is going to use her with all that, um, just with how, how solid she is in her faith. And, um, and she, he's already used her tremendously. And then my, um, my daughter-in-law actually went to a different, um, gap year program and she went to impact and, um, and actually that's, she met your wife, your wife spoke there and, uh, that was transformative for her as well. Um, and now she's, you know, she, she, she wasn't choosing to go to college afterwards, neither of neither Hannah nor Julia were, um, but Julia came back and, um, just the maturity and just the, the conversations that we can have, because she didn't grow up in a, in a Christian home per se. Um, and so she didn't grow up in the church and she just felt like, I don't really feel like I have my, my land legs when it comes to what I really believe. And I really want to, um, I really want to know what I believe and why I believe it. And we were just like, yes, go do this, you know? And so she did. And, uh, and it is just so much fun now. She's been married to our son now for three years and they just had a baby a few months ago, but, um, just her whole perspective on so many things is different just from having that one year of just solid, you know, experiences and teaching and all of that. So obviously Mm -hmm. I'm highly recommending this. (laughs) 
clearly. Yeah, good. Well, we love we so we love the folks at Impact. Oh, we we have mm-hmm. a relationship with them. In fact, our programs got started right about the same time. Okay, okay. We, we and and so we just in the in the overall design and what we're after. We, our programs are very very similar, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I'd say Impact Three Hundred and Sixty is the second best. <laughs> that you could possibly right. <laughs> that you could possibly go to exactly. Uh, yeah. on, honestly, it's, it is the best for some, just because the the feel of the the nature of the program is a bit right. different, like how we achieve the goals. Okay, okay, but yeah, wow, yeah. that's very cool. So, um, share with us just some of the benefits of a gap year program, and why should our listeners consider this for their students? Yeah, so so some of the benefits, of course, are going to depend on the the particular student mm-hmm. and where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, I think there are multiple benefits. We talked about this transitional period that students are in from being under their parents' roof to being on their own. There is there is so much formation that happens in this transition that we're often not aware of. I, I don't think that colleges are aware of it, or if they are, they're not intentional about it. But we can all just think back to our own college experiences or when we stepped out of our parents' home. The, the, the new kind of world experience that hit us in the face, many of which we probably weren't prepared for, many of our students aren't prepared for, no matter how well we raise them, um, there's there's just still something different about them being on their own. Right, absolutely. So, so if we can be intentional, continuing in their formation as they're becoming this now independent adult, then we can capitalize on the stage of development that that's happening to them already, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which again, this does happen at college, uh, but it's just not being intentional. So a, a programmed gap year leans into that intentionality, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Students that are going to be then stepping onto a university campus or into the working world, I think there's actually been quite a bit of gap year research done at this point, and your listeners can check out uh, gap year association. They've done lots of studies uh, along this line, but um, Harvard. I, I, I typically when I when I talk to parents and say, okay, so what's the benefit of this? I, I share with them uh, an article that uh, Harvard University had on their website. I'm not sure if it's still there or not from their career services, and they point out the fact that students who've experienced a, a gap year report feeling refreshed and energized for academic work when they come to campus and that they often report feeling more mature and ready for independent living and decision-making that's required at college. The numbers show us that students that have actually taken a programmed gap year, they are uh, more likely to actually graduate. They change their major less often Mm. and overall they make better grades. And I think this is simply because they've become a bit more grounded in who they are and what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So they're they're ready to step onto the university campus and truly succeed. And they're not, you know, spending a year floundering trying to find themselves. That gap year serves that purpose. Um, at, yeah, at, at Summit, we're, we're definitely trying to lean into this idea of formation versus information. Right, right. And uh, w- which is where this gap year really, really steps in. That's awesome. And, you know, you mentioned, did you say there was a website where you could read about gap year programs, benefits? Yes, okay. it is. So it is called, I, I, I go to it every now and then, gapyearassociation.org. Okay. I don't know a whole lot about them, but I like the, the research that they've done. And th- there's lots of gap year programs that they have on there. I don't know that we are a member of the gap year right, association, right. but um, you, you can learn a lot just about the overall picture of 
gap year programs. Right, that are right. Because that might be a new term to some of the parents out right. there and they might be scratching their heads going, is this just some new trendy thing or is this really <laughs> beneficial? But clearly there've been, you know, studies that show very positive results like the ones you just mentioned. So I'll make mm-hmm. sure that I include that link um, in the show notes. Um, so um, any other reasons that uh, the listeners should consider this for their students? Well, I mean, if if we're thinking about this, especially from a Christian worldview mm-hmm. perspective, our students are stepping out of out of our homes onto the battlefield, and as much as we prepare them, there's something different about uh, battle than than say, hey, you need to be thinking about this or you need to be thinking about that. The opportunity that that students have with a with a gap year like ours, like impact that you that you mentioned, is we actually want to expose them to the battle mm-hmm. out from under the safety net of their home, but still in an environment where there's some oversight, a, a safe environment, yes, uh, f- to develop their Christian worldview mm-hmm. such that it is their their own, not just what they believed growing up because this is what mom and dad said, but we want them to, to really come to grips with what is it they believe and why do they believe it? Right, right. And I think that I know my daughter-in-law, she mentioned how there was this challenge to fully understand the other side of the argument before you can really um, sort of understand your argument, you know, and and how Mm -hmm. to communicate with someone who is on the other side of that argument. And um, that can be such an, those can be such effective skills um, to have in, um, particularly in our culture, because um, quite frankly, there just haven't been a great number of believers, I don't think, who are well, who are good communicators and well-versed in what they believe and able to communicate that um, just in their everyday life. And and this doesn't mean that, you know, when they're done with this, that, you know, they're necessarily going to go into any kind of ministry. I think it's... No fantastic to equip these kids and to go and to do what God has called them to do, whether that's working in a, you know, in an office or a trade or whatever, you're going to take that, all these things that you have learned and that now you're grounded in, you're going to just be exposing all these little parts of the world to that, you know, in your everyday mm-hmm. life as you go out. That That's how the kingdom advances is when we are faithful in the sphere where God has placed us. And, and it's just happening in everyday conversations, you know, when we're at the grocery store, the library, you know, at work, um, with our families, with our friends and our neighbors. And, and that is um, just such a, I, that is such a powerful way to influence the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned uh, go, you know going into the ministry. One thing that we that we often talk with with students. You know, sometimes students will come to me. I'm thinking about going into the ministry, and I, normally I ask them, "Well, are are you a Christian?" Mm-hmm. And they say yes. I say, "Well, congratulations, you're in the ministry." <laughs> <laughs> I love and so that. There, of course, there's one thing to professional, you know, ministry, vocational ministry, but then also there's um, there's the fact that we are all ambassadors for Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how will we live in a way that glorifies God? Um, if if we are, if that's actually our design, the Christian worldview says our, our ultimate purpose is to glorify God, right? To enjoy Him forever. Right. Then, then we we that if that is our goal, then it's then it's twofold. He also then invites us to be a, a part of His kingdom, showing off His glory to others. And so when we think about it like that, it's 
what we believe and why we believe it is not just important for us, but it's also for, important for the culture at large. Right. Uh, for for truth, goodness, and beauty, for the you know transformation of this world to look a bit more like God's kingdom. That's that's where we're going anyway. The fact that God incorporates us in that mm-hmm. is a privilege and an opportunity. And so this is why we think education is actually you know ought to be towards that end. If that's our design, mm-hmm. then this is what we need to be thinking about. And so that involves the intellect and what we believe, why we believe it, just as we mentioned, but also then, well, what does that mean? Like, how do we live that out? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do we live that out in our relationships? How does aligning our mind with truth affect our relationship with God, with ourselves, with others in the church and outside of the church, with creation at large? Mm-hmm. This is some of that aspect that I certainly modern education is missing out on. What you know? What does that What does that really look like mm-hmm. to live in a community where we're intentionally pointing each other to Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, that's easy to say, and it's actually really, really hard to do. Right. It takes It takes confrontation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes having real conversations, not just superficial ones. It takes setting down technology to right. engage people directly. <laughs> um, and and then, uh, so so not just how we relate, but also how how do we interact? How do we live? Uh, you know, on a daily basis, what mm-hmm. does Christian life look like? Right. What are the patterns and habits of, and rhythms that help us to really thrive? And and then how do we live that out into the world as ambassadors for Christ, which is kind of how we got got here right, um, right. in this world. Yeah. And so these are the things that you address in your particular uh, gap year program. And, um, and you try to prepare students, uh, how do you try to prepare students uh, through a for, uh, formational education? And you kind of yeah. mentioned some of that in, um, you know, our design and what we were made for. Right, right. And so I, I kind of alluded to this uh, this idea of okay, not first we have the mind, but then we have the the relational side of us, and then the practical living side of us. The way the the words we put to that here at Summit is just a head, heart, hands mm-hmm, education. Mm-hmm. So the idea is we're we're getting at the whole person. We're being intentional with education in each of those areas. Um, and and obviously, if Christianity is true, then it all should be through a Christian worldview right. focus. Right. Right. Um, the, the way that we get at it, uh, because we have a, a two-semester program, our fall semester is, uh, I would call it an inward-focused educational retreat. Mm-hmm. So it's an opportunity for students to take a step out of the mess of, of the world, mm-hmm. honestly, Come to a remote setting in the Colorado mountains where we where we have a lodge. Students study through a liberal arts approach, literature, theology, philosophy, and history of Christian thought. And as they're doing that, they're getting a taste of what it is to live in genuine Christian community. Mm-hmm. They do this with 35 other students overseen by staff mentors who – encourage them in the way that they ought to go. And even as, as far as the, the way that they're living, the way that they're confronting each other, the way that I mentioned a minute ago, pointing each other to Jesus, even when it's really hard. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they're learning how to live out from under their parents' home. What does it look like to live a balanced life of school, study, work, play, relationships, you know, exercise, all, all these sorts of things. We give them rhythms mm-hmm. uh, of life and we put that into practice. Uh, we've realized that there's a lot more of education that's caught, mm-hmm. you know, more than it is taught. Mm-hmm. And so for a three-month environment in a retreat setting like this really uh, allows them to catch what it's like. And again, in this 
safe environment where they have mentors overseeing them and encouraging them, them in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, so head, heart, hands, head, intellectual, heart, relational, hands, practical living. Also, by the way, because we live in Colorado, we love to allow students to experience God's creation. This is part of this, the, the hands education to, to get outside, to get in the mountains, to go on adventures. And we do lots of them, mm-hmm. especially, especially in the fall. Uh, students also have opportunities to learn or to earn college credit, uh, 12 hours each semester. So, so this could be a freshman year of college if they so choose. We've partnered with Bryan College in Tennessee uh, that offers some credits for the kinds of things we're training them. Uh, but then we, we shift from fall semester in the retreat setting. The second semester, spring semester, is in a more urban setting. In fact, our campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where students will have an opportunity to really put into practice the things that they learned in the fall, mm-hmm. still with the same community that they've you know, uh, had relationships with, but now it's going to be more outward facing. So mm-hmm more community to engage with what does this now look like to engage with others that are not you know part of our little community right. but even even non-believers the the hands side of the education will shift not just from uh, being service oriented within and learning how to live you know rhythmically but now what does that look like to serve others how do we put on display Jesus? How do we become agents of transformation for what is true, good, and beautiful in our culture? And so uh, each semester we have what we call two days a week. We have work crews. Uh, the, sprint, the fall semester is they're learning a theology of work by, by working on our own property. And then in the spring, we give them opportunities in occupations that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. And we, we give them basically internship opportunities along with a mentor who is in that field of study, who can walk with them. So, so how do I not only gain skills in this line of work, but through a Christian worldview lens? Mm, I love that. So, so everything about this, the, the spring is just more outward focused from mm-hmm. the classes and the topics that we have to, which I guess I should mention, since I mentioned the classes in the, in the fall, the main courses are Christianity and politics, mm-hmm. evangelism, comparative <laughs> worldviews, and, a, and this work practicum. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's kind of how we're getting at it. Retreat to an urban setting, holistic education, head, heart, hands. Mm, I love that. And I love the idea. I, I didn't realize that, um, that students had the opportunity to do um, types of internships and with someone who actually um, is doing that type of work that they're interested in. What, what a great experience. I, I, so this is really awesome. I think um, moms who are listening are going to love hearing this. Hopefully they'll uh, have their older kids listen in as well, because I think this is just such a a wonderful, wonderful program. And so, you know, listeners are probably wondering how they can find out more information about Summit and the Gap Year program. Um, If you can just, you know, kind of let them know and we'll make sure that we include links in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. So the easiest way to learn more about it is to go to summit.org and you can follow the, you know, the drop downs to find mm-hmm. under programs to find gap year, or you can just put in uh, summit.org slash gap year mm-hmm. and it'll take you to our page. You can contact me directly from there if you have more questions. And uh, yeah, great. Um, I, I think, I, of course I'm biased, but I, I think all of your listeners should should entertain this idea at least for their own students before they send them off into the <laughs> the battle of the world. 
uh, to, to give them this kind of experiential learning for formation purposes mm-hmm. to really to really prepare them to make their faith their own and their walk with the Lord their own. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited and excited to talk to any of your listeners about this. Great. Well, we'll make sure we include that information in uh, in the show notes. And Wonderful. Uh, um, we just appreciate you being here today. Thank you for spending time with mm-hmm. us. And I, um, I'm sure that you'll be having some parents reach out to you. And uh, I would just love. Well, that's that's wonderful. I'd, yeah, I, let me let me just say that um, th- that your book, Dorinda, the, the four days, the four hour school day really saved my my wife's sanity, especially. <laughs> and <laughs> so anything I, I feel like you have contributed so much to our life and the way that mm-hmm. we see and view education and even what I'm doing now. Um, I, I would love to contribute back any way that I can and help out your listeners. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's such a, um, I'm, I'm really thankful to hear that. And I have met your wife. She's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman. Good choice, by the I way. Agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good to hear that that book was a blessing to you. And again, thanks for being here today. I would love for you to just close in a word of prayer. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to, to speak with Dorinda about education Man, I just think back to to the grace that you have extended me and and even putting me in this environment and the opportunities that I get to see students thrive in their growing knowledge and experience of you. Um, It's just incredible. Mm -hmm. Thank you for these listeners, for these homeschool parents that are seeking you Mm -hmm. and... And, and struggling in so many ways to point their children to you through mm-hmm. true holistic education. I pray a blessing over them, uh, that you would give them a peace, that you would give them patience, mm-hmm. and that you would equip them to do exactly what you've called them to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that because you've called them, you will also gift them mm-hmm. and uh, you will you will encourage using the body of Christ just like you do through this particular podcast. Mm-hmm. So we love you and we, we thank you. Help us to give you the honor, glory, and praise that you and you alone deserve. And so by the power of the Holy Spirit, through the personal work of Jesus, we lift this prayer up to you, Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen.